I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But first, I thought since you all responded so well to the jokes the little kids did last week, I started looking at the kind of jokes that they look at. So here's a, here's a couple of them I found. Uh, and Vic, I've got to use you in this, okay? So you just do what you have to do. Okay, Vic. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Okay. Okay, this is for my friend John over here. I think he'll like this one. All right, Vic. What do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know, but whatever you call him, he ain't coming. You know, once, once, I, once the kids keep coming, I just won't be able to stop. So last week, it was exciting to see the tremendous response to our fundraising program. And you know, the word says when we sow generously, we reap generously. So it's even more exciting to live in expectation of the harvest God is going to bring. I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. But when the seed falls into good soil, you can expect it to yield 30 times or 60 times or even 100 times as much as planted. You know, years ago, my brother Glenn and I were, we were excited to make our first acquisition of an exercise company other than our own. And it happened to be in New York City, and it was considered to be the oldest fitness company in America, and it was founded by one of the founding fathers of the exercise movement, and we were just impressed by this company and its history and its international reach. But just hours after the deal closed, the unionized factory workers threatened to strike, and we learned that the top executive had a drug addiction. Disgruntled employees had sabotaged all the equipment. And the landlord found a loophole in the lease and forced us to move. You see, what happened there was we sowed into rocky ground. We were so anxious to make the deal that we failed to do the adequate due diligence necessary that could have prevented the disaster. We learned a hard and very expensive lesson up there in the big city. And that is when you sow into something that isn't ready to receive the seed, then you won't get a harvest. And that's why it's so powerful when you sow into the kingdom of God. Because just like what we're doing with the P2 program, 
We already know that the soil is deep, is deep, and we know that it's rich, and it's ready to receive what we have and what we've committed to. And we know that that which is received can multiply 30, 60, or 100-fold. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was so touched by the Macedonians when they were so generous to him and the Christian movement. And he was touched because they weren't rich people. They had, they had encountered hard times themselves. But Paul said, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. That's a legacy for generous giving right there. I hope you're encouraged today that the commitment you made last week is seed sown in good soil. And it means that you can expect God to bring a harvest in every area of your life and to that which you have sown. Did you know that Joseph was a slave and yet God said he was a prosperous man? Stay tuned to hear how to anticipate God's favor in your life, even in difficult times. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, how many know it's really hot out there? I'll tell you how hot it is. It's so hot that NASA, NASA, announced today that even though they are shutting down the space program, they are launching their new long-range popsicle missile program to cool things down. Isn't that great? Can't wait. Got to keep those jobs going. I want to share on the subject of prosperity. Prosperity by going back into the Word all the way back to Genesis where God teaches us about prosperity through the life of a young man named Joseph. Now, what's interesting about one of the first lessons on prosperity is that God uses an oxymoron to do it. Now, if you don't remember what an oxymoron is, or you think an oxymoron is a distant cousin of yours, I... I have one of those. For ex- let me t- explain what an oxymoron is. For, for example, if you say airline food, that's an oxymoron. Uh, or if you say congressional ethics, 
Unfortunately, that's an oxymoron. Okay, so you get it. But an oxymoron is when you combine contradicting terms. But in Genesis chapter 39, it says this, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So Joseph is identified as prosperous. But wait a minute. Just a few verses before this, we learn that Joseph was a slave. Having been sold into slavery by his own brothers. So our lesson on prosperity comes from the life of a prosperous slave. Which is certainly a contradiction in terms of our understanding of prosperity. Therefore, it seems like an oxymoron, a prosperous slave, because in our culture, we see prosperity as having all the trappings of wealth, money, cars, property, etc. You know, one thing I love about the Word of God is I don't believe God made any mistakes in it. I believe He had a reason for everything. And I don't think it was an accident that way back in the beginning... God pointed out to us through the story of Joseph that being prosperous and having prosperity is not about making money or accumulating wealth. Joseph was a young man who came to know the Lord as a teenager. He sought after the will and destiny that God called him to. And though he suffered greatly and had setbacks along the way, he trusted God. He had integrity. His prosperity was his promise because of his relationship with the Lord. So what we find here is God views prosperity much differently than we do. Material things are not an indicator of prosperity. True prosperity is simply knowing that God is with you in good times and in bad times. True prosperity is His vision alive in your heart. True prosperity is not found in finances, but in the favor and the blessings of God. And in His anointing. And in His power at work in your life. And if we think that God's favor is just the increase in our finances, then we have a diminished and limiting view of what God can do And we need to have our eyes open to the true prosperity that God can give that goes well beyond our carnal knowledge and understanding of wealth. Joseph was a slave in the house of a rich and powerful man, and yet God saw Joseph as the prosperous one. Joseph knew he was prosperous because he knew prosperity comes from God and not from man. Because he trusted God, he had a confidence on the inside that was not affected by his circumstances on the outside. The word says this, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who produces or who gives you the ability to produce wealth. I think the most important takeaway in this story of Joseph the prosperous slave, is we need to stop interpreting so many of God's principles as relating to just our finances. Joseph 
Listen to this. Joseph had a prosperity mentality. And he lived a very successful life with many accomplishments. But God didn't measure his prosperity by what he had on the outside, but from what he had on the inside. And what he had on the inside is where all the prosperity came from, including the sizable external wealth that he created. The word says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So we don't want to limit God by praying for Him to prosper us just financially. We want to pray for God to prosper us in what? In all things. In all things and in everything that we do. Today, I hope you know that you can prosper in the Lord and in the world because of the confidence and faith you have in Jesus Christ. You can prosper just like Joseph, even in tough financial times. So don't get discouraged. Anticipate, anticipate the blessing and favor of God in your life. And I promise you, something good will happen to you in Jesus' name. Are your Mondays as good as your Sundays? Stay right there to learn three things you can do to keep Christianity alive in your workplace. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. But first, I want to encourage some of you today by talking about how to take your Sunday into Monday. And by that, what I mean is how to take what you hear and, and feel in church on Sunday and sustain it and apply it to your work all week. How many know that that's a challenge sometimes? You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It, it's always been my favorite day uh, for lots of reasons. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing my friends. Uh, I look forward to praising the Lord in song and worship. I look forward to hearing the Word. I, look, I especially look forward to Sunday lunch. Um, but just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter into our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. The people are different. 
The motivations are different. The people we come in contact with have agendas. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all of those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by reminding you three things you can do to keep your Christianity in the middle of your work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The Word says whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that's who we are, and if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our decisions at work. When we do it all for the glory of God, we're doing more than just expanding our spiritual horizons. Having that mindset is teaching us the kingdom mentality. Where every decision is meant to be in perspective to not just our goals, but His. Does that mean that we approach our job with our head in the clouds all the time? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we acknowledge that our work and our decisions at work have a greater purpose than other people think. Another way to apply our godly principles to our work week is to simply watch what we say. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those who work with me or for me? Is your work personality the same one as the one you have here on Sunday? The Word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, our destructive enemies in our Christian walk. And we have to guard our tongues and learn to use them if we're going to carry His will into the workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. I'm going to say that again. Your integrity is priceless. We can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle it. The enemy is so successful at using integrity issues to bring our leaders down at every turn. We see it all the time. In just the last few months, a highly regarded governor and an up-and-coming congressman, for example... Publicly denounced, humiliated. All because of decisions that compromised their integrity. God's word is filled with promises for those who will honor him and filled with warnings for those who don't. And our integrity is not something that we can be careless about. Because in the workplace, the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful. We have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. One mistake, as we've seen, and our incredibility and our effectiveness as a witness is lost, sometimes forever. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work 
by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trust us with his money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom than just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what's really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. There's probably some, some truth in that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good thing. It says give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God is telling us that when we are faithful to give, we can expect Him to bless us and to prosper us in our job or business. You know, I don't like it when people get in my business. I'm just like you. The first thing that comes to mind when people try is, why don't you just mind your own business? And I'm not trying to get in your business this morning. But let me tell you something. The one person that you want in your business is Jesus Christ. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and the secular at work. Our Christianity involves our entire life. And our challenge and our mission is to honor God with our whole life at church, at home, and at work. And to do that, we have to do it all for the glory of God. We have to watch what we say. And we have to protect our integrity. And we have to invest in the kingdom of God. And if we do that, then I promise you, you're going to have some Mondays that are just as good as your Sundays. And that's when something good always happens. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.